God with us. Just a thought or two before we uh, gather around the table. That um, when we're talking about us, we're talking about fellowship. And if there's um, one thing just under the first thing that we need to devote ourselves to, which is loving God, the next thing right under that would be to devote ourselves to loving one another. We devote ourselves to God, we love him first, and then we love each other. And we have a word for that, it's called fellowship. Because fellowship is how families survive. If you think about your own family, this is true. Your own family has made it through some tough times, probably some hard times. Your family uh, has not gone through those and succeeded in going through those times uh, because it was convenient, right? Families don't make it out of convenience. They make it out of conviction. You get through those hard times. You get through those tough times because you are committed to one another, because you love one another. People have problems in your family. They keep coming up because people are people, right? And yet we don't kick them out of our families. We don't say, you don't belong anymore. They make mistakes and they need help, and so we help them in whatever way uh, is, is necessary and what, whatever that looks like for you. But we never say you're not a part of the family anymore because we are committed. We have a conviction and it comes from love. And so God says to us, I want you to love that same way just with my family. And I want um, you to have that same conviction about my family, all of those people that Jesus died for. And our task in this family is to love. First Peter two seventeen just says, it's very simple, love the brothers. Love the brothers. Love your Christian brothers and sisters because they are God's family. And sometimes they make mistakes. Sometimes they need help. God says, love them anyway. Sometimes we have this idea that People need to live up to a certain standard in order for us to love them. But that's not what God says. God says, love them despite that, regardless of where they are. One, one man said it like this, that the people in the church are like porcupines in a snowstorm. We need each other to keep warm, but we prick each other if we get too close. And sometimes that's true. But God says, love people anyway. In every church... In every situation, in every small group, in every Bible study, in every Sunday school class, there will be people that drive you nuts, right? You know this is true. God says, love them anyway. Because the gospel attracts people from every background with every hang-up. And we should be glad that it does because that includes us. I I come from a certain background and I have certain hang-ups and you might come from a different place with different hang-ups. And there are people here that we will disagree with. There are people here that won't, we won't see eye to eye with. God says, love them anyway. This is an us thing. God with us. We are a family. We are a fellowship. And churches are not based on compatibility, but commonality. Because everybody has this grace that God has given them. Romans chapter 15 verse 7 says, accept one another just as Christ accepted you. And the reason we do this 
is in order to bring praise to God. Romans 15, verse 7. Fellowship in the Bible is a word that we use often, and you've probably heard the Greek word. It's koinonia. What you probably may not know is that this word for fellowship that's usually translated fellowship is also translated another way in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. And the way it's translated there is a word that we're also familiar with, communion. Communion. Because the key to fellowship, the key to getting along with everybody out here that has hang-ups and mistakes, and they may be different than me and we don't see eye to eye, the, the key to getting along is communion. The key to fellowship is this common thing that we have in common, and that is that Christ died for each of us, and he has called us to this table. And in this table, we find this common ground, and we find fellowship, and we find love, and we find a commitment instead of just convenience. And that's what makes this table so great. It is always expanding. There's always another chair at this table. It's never too small. And yet, despite how big it gets, our brother is always just right across the table from us. And so as we gather together today, God with us, we are a family, we are formed for fellowship, and there's not another symbol that represents that better than this table that we're going to gather around just a few minutes. And so... I want you to think about why Christ went to the cross. Did he go there just for the sake of hanging on a cross? No. He went there for you. And he went there for the joy of people who would be brought to himself because he hung there. People who were messed up, people who were liars, people who were cheaters, people who were greedy, who were selfish, people who are just sinners. All of us are sinners, and all of us are incompatible. But at this table, at this table, incompatible people can come together with a common bond, that common purpose, to love God's people as Christ loved God's people. Would you commit yourself to that today as we gather around the table? We're going to sing a song. Uh, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Would you stand? And as we sing this song, the guys are going to come forward, and we're going to share in our communion time today. And would you be committed to the family around you, just as Christ was committed to you?